Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone knows a guy who has a creepy story, or knows a guy who knows a guy with a story like that. I wish I could say that I knew a guy, but in that particular case, I am that guy. I'm the one your friends will tell you about, and it doesn't feel too good to know that, but I'll be the guy who's known by the other guys, if you know what I mean. Not that anything too terribly bad happened to me, but I was there. And it happened while I was a security guard, so I can't help but feel the tiniest bit of responsibility. Let me explain. I used to work in a government facility that was responsible for packing military rations. My job mainly consisted of sitting on my ass 8 to 5, on a chair in a small cramped room, and watch cameras all day. Boring, I know, but it paid incredibly well just to be doing that. The only condition was that I couldn't leave the room, so I didn't really have breaks. Then again, I wasn't actually physically working either. All I had to do was sit and watch the screens, and I was paid a very decent wage for that. For a guy like me, 28 years old, with a newborn baby at home, and little to no ambition to do better. This was the perfect job. I had my weekends, and I was working steady shifts that helped me be at home for dinner and spend the time with my wife and the baby. I loved every second of it. That is, until old Sammy, who took care of night shifts, decided to have a heart attack in the middle of one. Seeing how I was the last to join... I lost my beautiful shifts and was immediately transferred to night shift. Instead of working 8 to 5 like I used to, I was going to work 1 to 9. I didn't quit immediately. Like I said, a guy like me still wanted the low effort job with the big payout. And with the baby at home, I couldn't exactly afford to quit either. Not until I'd found something that paid equally well with a better schedule. So, I took the night shifts, begrudgingly. Apparently, they couldn't just stick a newbie to the night shifts without training first. So, I was supposed to be stuck in that position for a minimum of two to four weeks. It created some problems at home, but my wife understood, and we both agreed that if it went on longer than four weeks, I would look for something else. Mind you, I love sleeping at night and I hadn't worked a night shift in maybe 9 or 10 years. 
28 might not be old, but it's old enough to know that night shifts are terrible. My job was already boring during the day, but at least I could sometimes speak with other humans. At nights, there was myself, the janitor, and a couple of warehouse men moving some boxes about, but they mostly chatted their night away with coffee. There was a group of three slackers that was particularly strong at that, and I kind of made it my nighttime entertainment to watch them drink their coffee while hanging around that one tall box they used as a table for their drinks. I didn't think much of them. They were just doing like me. Nothing. Except that my doing nothing was staring at a screen of them doing nothing, while their doing nothing was standing in front of a box and drinking coffee until 4am. And then the morning guy came and told them to stop slacking. Then they would do actual work until 7 or 8 and then leave. Four nights into my night shifts, one of the guys calls in sick. And I don't know if it's because the dynamic is different when there are only two guys, but they didn't slack as much and didn't stand by the box too much. When it was about three in the morning and they were quietly packing in another area, I thought my eyes saw something floating above the box. When I looked back at the screen, I didn't see a thing at first. So I kept looking at my other screens where there seemed to be a little bit of activity. But something moved again in that particular screen, and this time, I caught it. I thought it was a shadow at first, seeing how it was pitch black, elongated, and somewhat intangible. It looked like it was, at least. Like some sort of dark cloud that didn't make sense and just kept floating above the box. The more I looked though, the more the camera seemed to get clearer. It wasn't elongated or shapeless. I could definitely see a tall woman in that floating black mass. Her limbs were far lankier and longer than I'd expect of a normal human, and I was pretty sure I caught the glimpse of claws. I even turned my head away and blinked a few times, stared at my cup of coffee before scotching my gaze back to that screen. If I was hallucinating, surely, the image wouldn't have been in the same place once I gazed back. Right? But it gazed back at me. I turned that screen off for a couple of minutes, completely spooked. There was something cold prickling my skin, and I really didn't like the feeling of it. When I turned the screen on again, it was gone. Now I finished my shift that night and tried not to think about it, but it was pretty hard not to. I talked about it to my wife and she sealed her lips in a thin line before blaming my lack of sleep. It's true that I hadn't slept well since I started working night shifts, but I just needed to adjust. I was a bit offended that she didn't believe me, but then again, would I believe her if she told me a similar story? I'd also be looking for a logical explanation, and you know what? Maybe she was right. I took a few melatonin pills and clocked out for the day. When I woke up, I felt a bit dizzy, but mostly refreshed. Maybe I really needed that sleep after all. Unfortunately, at about 3am again, I saw it. 
I saw it while it floated around the guys, its long, broken black nails reaching for the neck of one of them without ever touching it. The trio was slacking as usual and didn't seem bothered at all by the creature floating around them. Was I the only one able to see it? I mean, couldn't they? Part of me wanted to warn them, but I didn't want to sound crazy either. I was the new guy working the night shift, and I didn't know them too well. I only knew them by name, and if they didn't see the thing, maybe it's because only the camera could pick it up. I was still trying to find a logical explanation as I saw it claw at the guy's neck. He looked fine, and just scratched as if he had an itch. But then, her pale, mangled face turned toward the camera again and she floated toward the screen. She looked directly into it with her dead, white eyes. I felt it. I felt it in my very soul and my bones rattled within my flesh. My skeleton was trembling, and a wave of sickness hit me as I saw the state her ghostly body was in. I could see rot had taken over her limbs, and there were putrefied holes in her cheeks. I turned off the scream again, but when I turned it back on, she was still there, staring at me. I turned that screen off for the rest of the night, and I'm pretty sure I trembled the rest of my shift away as well. It's not like I feared she could attack me, but the way she looked at the camera made me feel like she was seeing me. And that was disturbing. Then again, if I was the only one to see her, why wouldn't she be able to see me? More melatonin pills were taken that morning, but when I woke up, I felt groggy, disorientated, and quite honestly in a bad mood. I really didn't want to work, but I had no choice. I didn't think I would be able to last a month with Miss Ghost there. If it wasn't for the baby... I would have quit on the spot. So, back to work I was, and the dreaded 3am approach way too fast to my liking. As the guys were drinking coffee on that box, I don't know why, I decided to pay attention to the box a little more. It was weird how they never moved it. Was it empty? Probably not. It didn't look like it was. There was even a shipping label and all that, but I knew the last shipments were in two days ago, so this box couldn't have been there more than six days. We do have a bunch of unopened boxes with no labels stacked in a corner, but since this is a government storage, we can't exactly open them. For all we know, there are chemicals in there, or worse. I've never really been much curious about this, though. Anyway... As I was zooming to see the shipping label, she appeared again, blocked my view entirely, and I had a very nice zoom vision on her decaying cheek holes, which made me nauseous again. I turned my gaze and turned that screen off, but tonight, apparently, wasn't a night where I could ignore her. I heard scratching at my door, slow, deliberate. Like nails going down a chalkboard in a disobedient child's classroom. There was a low moan as well, but it sounded otherworldly. 
I hoped my nose was wrong as I picked up the scent of rot. But I knew damn well what was behind that door, and I wasn't going to open it. I wasn't going to play Ghostbuster with some ghostly, sharp-nailed girl I just met through cameras. In fact, even if I'd known her for years, I wouldn't invite her in. That's just a stupid horror movie decision, and I'm not some skinny blonde dumbass ready to die. I even grabbed the fire extinguisher and held it to myself and aimed it at the door. I could feel sweat dripping down the length of my spine and getting my hairline moist. Now I shit you not, I was ready to blast wherever the hell it was with that fire extinguisher. But the scratching stopped. I turned the screen on again and she was staring at me from a distance while hovering over that box. I put the fire extinguisher back in its place, went to the appended bathroom to my little security room, splashed my face and dried myself, then came back. She had vanished and the 4am guy was coming for the slackers. I couldn't eat my lunch that night. I looked at the clock and I still had a few hours to go, and after that, I was going home. I thought to myself, should I come back? At first, she was just there. Two days later, she was looking at me straight through the cameras, and now she was scratching at my door. What's going to happen two days from now? Is she going to breathe down my neck, try to claw at me like she did one of the workers, but with more results since I could see her? Now, I'm no ghost expert, and I definitely didn't want to do the whole trial and error thing with her. So, at the end of my shift, I called my boss and I told him I quit. He offered me to take me back to the day shift, and I told him I would consider it, but that I needed to take time off. He asked me if I could at least do the last night shift of the week, and I told him I wouldn't. He got mad like any boss would when someone quits abruptly. I knew very well I couldn't get that job back if I wanted. It didn't matter though. I had no intentions of ever going back. Day or night, this place was haunted. I had to think of myself and my family. And if it wasn't haunted, well, then it was driving me crazy. Now I told my wife we would make it and that I would find a solution, even if I had to flip burgers 60 hours a week to make it. Fortunately, I didn't need to. I found another security job in a mall this time. No night shift, which wasn't as great, but it's decent enough to make a living. And there won't be ghosts. So, the reason I'm telling you this story is because it's been seven years, and I still think about it from time to time. Plus, last week, I met an old co-worker who worked with me in the very same facility, during day shifts. We talked about the old times, and I learned through him that someone was arrested for murder in that facility. Maybe about a week after I'd left, they discovered a heavily decomposed woman's body in a box in the storage. Apparently, she had been rotting away for a few days. Nobody had noticed because she was locked away in a plastic case. My co-worker told me that it was the one in the box in the corner that people used as a coffee table. They found her because the manager came and didn't recognize the label or shipment number and opened the box to see what it was. 
When he opened it, he saw the plastic case. And then he opened that. I didn't need him to give me the details. I already knew what she looked like. From the holes in her cheek to the rot on her lanky limbs.